G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Another opportunity today to talk with one denominational church leader for perceptions on the status of the current marriage debate and the progress on voting in the Postal Plebiscite Survey. Pastor Wayne Alcorn leads the Australian Christian Churches For some, they'll recognize the Assemblies of God. That's the former name. Well, it's the largest Pentecostal denomination in Australia with around 1,100 churches across the nation. Pastor Wayne Alcorn, welcome along to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Uh, Wayne, political leaders are denying there are consequences if the marriage definition changes for Christian people. And this is not just church leaders, but people right across the Christian denominations, those who sit in the pews, those who are small business owners, those who work for government departments. What's your view of how those consequences might affect Christians? I think all that Christians, families, citizens of this nation need to do is simply look abroad and look at wherever the definition of marriage has been changed and you look at the consequences for family education and for the church and I think we should be as we said when um, when there were massive shifts in society some years ago and the threat of uh, of the evil of terror came along and people said be aware but not alarmed I think we need to be aware very aware not panic the sky isn't as some say the sky isn't falling in but I think we need to be very very aware that there are agendas behind this ideology and as one poster put up only in the last couple of days on a uh, particular stall that was pushing the, the rainbow ideology, it said marriage equality is just the beginning. And so I think we need to be very aware that there is way, way more to this whole issue, to this debate and to this vote than who somebody can love. And, of course, it's been the concern that it's church ministers doing weddings and people who do cakes and flowers that are ones who need to be protected. But it appears to be the people who will need most protection may be those people who are Christian believers uh, who want to stand for their faith, not so much the clergy. Yeah, I agree. We have had certain assurances that... um should there be a change to the Marriage Act, the definition of marriage, etc., that that ordained ministers of whatever denomination um, should have some level of protection at the moment. So I, I need to stress, Neil, things are changing so fast that it only takes one change in law, one change in policy in the ruling party at the time for that to be even taken away. But my biggest concern is um, beyond the, the minister. My biggest concern is for people in our own world, the people that make the wedding cakes, make the wedding dresses, drive the wedding cars, the photographers, etc., etc. Those people, under this legislation that is being proposed, those people 
have the potential to lose the right of their conscience and of the the expressions of their faith based on the fact that they can't affirm certain things just based on their own principles. And the way this thing is going at a crazy speed is those things are going to be taken from people. And uh, where this goes, for me, is of deep concern. Wayne Alcorn, let me ask you about the resilience of Christian believers because over this past week there have been animated even violent protests and a lot of social media abuse. And Australian Christians are not used to coming under this sort of attack for their values. What are your, what's your perception about how resilient Christians might be? Well, I think, firstly, I think that the drive behind these changes is legislation by fatigue. And that, uh, that people, whether they are uh, churched, Christian, or just your average Australian citizen... I think the the whole push behind this is just wear people down to the point where they just go, ah, let's give up, just give it to them so we can get on with life. The trouble is, this is not the end. It's only the start of many, many other things. Regarding the church, regarding Christians, um, I am deeply concerned by the naive stance that some Christian leaders are taking, that this is just about love. Um, I would have thought that these people were of a level of intelligence where they would have done enough research to see that it's way more than that. And I think there are even some alleged theologians that are coming out. In my opinion, my very strong opinion, their theology is flawed, that they deny the first chapter in the book, let alone everything that follows right through the New Testament and Paul's teachings. So I am deeply concerned that, um, that even some teaching by some Christian leaders is naive in the fact that this doesn't really matter. It matters a lot. And then finally, on the other issue, on the strength of of Christians, I travel extensively, been to several nations, and I have found this, and I don't know what the whole plan of what the Lord is doing right now in and through his church, but the places I've gone that the church is flourishing the most is where the church is under attack. I personally believe that the greatest enemy of the church is not rainbow ideology or certain religions or certain um, political groups or parties or philosophies. I think the greatest enemy of the church is apathy. And what's going on right now, for me, is the greatest wake-up call for the church of Jesus Christ to wake up, rise up, pray more, and be more convinced in our faith than ever before. This is not a time for... Um, weak faith, it's not a time for apathy, it's not a time for Christians to, to, sit, uh, to sit back. It's a time for them to rise up, be in the Word of God, be on our knees, and even in the face of the aggression that we're seeing being really forced upon the church, the, just the attack upon church, the attack upon leadership, the attack upon our faith, I think right now this is a great opportunity for the church to respond with a different spirit. So, you know, was it Dickens who said the worst of days can be the best of days? I think in the midst of all this, I'm, not, I'm, I'm aware, I'm not alarmed. I think the church will survive. Will we come under attack? Yes. Will there be attempts to restrict our um, expressions of faith? Yes. Will they try and silence us? Yes. That's never ultimately hurt the church. Never. So in this rather 
weird way, I'm somewhat encouraged and animated at the moment. Wayne Alcorn, the image that is being portrayed of the church in the mainstream media causes us to be a little concerned. Uh, They are saying that the majority of Christians will vote yes in the plebiscite, and uh, some of them, uh, based on feedback and even research, what are your thoughts for the Australian Christian churches and how you think ACC members will respond in the plebiscite? I'll be very surprised if many people in the groups of churches that we relate to would vote yes. Um, I've been doing my best, along with a number of our key leaders, to inform people of all of the issues, because this is not a vote about who people can love. This is a vote about the consequences that will flow from it. As I say, that poster caught it in a moment. This marriage equality is just the start. And I think the, the consequences where that goes is of deep concern. And I do not think that, um, that the majority of evangelical Christians are going to vote yes. I just can't, I can't imagine it. I think there are certain liberal members within the church um, of varying denominations that will vote yes. Um, but I think, I think that people of deep faith and conviction, by and large, will vote no. Wayne, you were behind a call to prayer just recently. And uh, I note, too, that uh, in August... Uh, the Catholic Church issued a call for a month of prayer and fasting. Uh, a lot of denominations taking this so, so seriously. What is, your, uh, what is your call upon Christian believers around the nation and uh, perhaps even beyond your own denomination today uh, about how important it is to uh, be bringing this issue to God in prayer? The, the call of Scripture, 2 Chronicles seven fourteen says, If my people who are called by my name. And it goes on and basically calls us to pray and to fast and seek God's face. He says, I'll hear from heaven. I will heal your land. I think the most important word in that verse is the word if. I mean, we have to respond to that. If we're God's people, if we'll pray, he said he'll hear from heaven and he'll heal our land. We are dealing with with an issue that is not philosophical. It's not political. It's spiritual. And many of the things that cause us to roll our eyes and be so dismayed about the state of our nation are merely symptoms about the fact that our nation has drifted away from God. It's drifted away from the moral moorings that have found itself in the principles and the, and the, the foundations of Scripture. And so for that reason, I personally, I'm calling Christians to do a few things. I'm calling them to pray, those that are able to, even pray and fast. And uh, just recently, this past few days, we did call our movement to prayer and to fasting. And I was thrilled when many other movements said, we're just joining in. And even parachurch organizations said, we we believe this is the case. Because I actually don't think that um, we are going to necessarily win debate. You mentioned before that mainstream media is portraying certain things. I'm, I'm struggling to find anywhere in mainstream media that... Um, there is a lot of support for not only the no vote, but for Christian values. And it's, it's a very cleverly orchestrated campaign. And so for this 
vote to get up, it's going to take supernatural enabling of heaven. Uh, and should it not get up, we don't give up, we don't despair. God is still in control. And I, I think, firstly, we do need to pray. I think we need to ask for God's help and the intervention of the Holy Spirit. And, and more than that, I think we actually need to be Christian. And I think one thing that I've been concerned about in all of this is that I've watched Christians say and do and write things which aren't particularly Christian. Ultimately, we need to respond with a different spirit in the face of aggression and attack. I think we need to display the spirit of Christ. I think that we do need to be kind. I think we need to show, show grace without being trampled on. But, you know, the one who we serve told us to even turn the other cheek um, doesn't mean turn your brains off. It doesn't mean give up your values. But I think, um, quite in summary, I think the church is strongest when she's on her knees. And I think this is a spiritual battle which if we don't win it spiritually, we can forget politics, we can forget philosophy and ideology. We've got to win it on our knees first and foremost. So I've been thrilled, talked to a lot of friends in leadership who have been um, very prayerful. And uh, this ultimately, ultimately is going to reap reward when the church gets to prayer. And Wayne Alcorn, as the leader of the Australian Christian Churches, let me just end with a political question about perceptions, because if I was just highlighting that the Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull, and the leader of the opposition, Bill Shorten, both support the yes case. As a Christian leader, have those political leaders the leaders of our two major parties turned their backs on the church and on religious freedom. I, I'm, I'm just bemused that in, in a world where we've got injustice, where we've got economic problems, we've got issues to do with defence and education and all that goes with responsibility of leading government, that this thing has taken such dominant presence in the political debate. And so, yes, I'm, I'm deeply concerned about political leadership in our nation, deeply concerned. And I don't, in my heart of hearts, I struggle to look to either leader of the two major political parties to defend the rights of the church and to give us any courageous moral leadership in areas that, that really matter to the church. And I'll be honest, I'm deeply disappointed in both of them. Pastor Wayne Alcorn, leader of the Australian Christian Churches, thank you so much for taking time to share your heart with us today on 2020. Thank you for giving me time, Neil, because this matter is very important. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.